I, I mean, I love my job. I, I love what I do, and I feel like we provide a good service because people don't know what these drivers have to go through, you know, every day. And it's because of them is why we have what we have every day. Our clothing, our food, everything is transported by these trucks. And I just, I just feel like I have a, a purpose when I'm working here, and I just love the people. And it's so diversified. You never know what – it's something different all the time. I'm Todd Dills. This is the Overdrive Radio Podcast. And what you heard up top is the voice of longtime TA truck service technician Matt Lasher, speaking to a sense of purpose in his day-to-day at the TA Nashville downtown location. It's certainly a unique truck stop in its proximity uh, to the city center, just a couple of blocks from the Tennessee Titans Pro Football Stadium, a couple blocks as well from Greenway Trailheads, and a walk over one of the river bridges over the Cumberland River from the commercial district and numerous honky-tonks down on uh, Lower Broad. Speaking of that river, though, T.A. Nashville's continued existence at its now 40-year location is remarkable further for what happened nine years ago, this past May. When over the weekend of May 1st and 2nd in 2010, the city and the surrounding region got almost 20 inches of torrential rain in some areas, flooding the city's drainage system, area creeks, among other tributaries, and ultimately, that nearby mighty Cumberland River. I spent that weekend lugging buckets of water sucked up by a 10-gallon shop vac from the basement of my home here. But by the time the rain stopped, we were mostly uh, dry in the immediate vicinity around where I live, over in East Nashville. I wouldn't learn of the dire situation at TA Nashville before I got a call from trucker Jeff Clark on that Monday who just come off a jog in the median between east and westbound I-40 west of town, stuck in a traffic jam of then-to-be indeterminate length ahead of the bridge over the Harpeth River, which was underwater. I knew of that closure, uh, and others around the region really. No way I could get all the way out there in my car, so I jumped on a bicycle, rather, and pedaled to the TA where men in rowboats were working to secure the area. Several trucks were flooded up to their windshields, uh, and the the smell of fuel from the big pipeline terminal between TA and the river, under even deeper water, was ubiquitous on the bridge into downtown that spanned it. I found some haulers parked in a nearby uh, unused otherwise lot and on slightly higher ground, and both of them were cooling their heels, uh, waiting for word of any way out of the city, given the widespread nature of the calamity. For the voices of those you hear next, by then the uncertainty of what was was to come was real. But perhaps the most frightening aspect of it all, watching the water make its way higher and higher onto the truck stop lot, was by then more or less finished. Uh, My name is David Green, and I am the regional district manager for the truck service department. And so with that, you you sort of cover um, a lot of different locations in this particular region around Nashville here. Yes, I do. Uh, Primarily Nashville, Tennessee market, uh, portions of Kentucky, and a few areas in Georgia. I actually showed up a, a little bit later in, okay. in the evening when the flood uh, occurred. Um, the, the, the guys that are sitting with us here were actually here when the flood uh, began. And uh, they actually lived through the process of watching the water levels increase. 
and it was it was pretty amazing by the time I, I got here you know um, uh, we could see the water coming from the rear of the property towards the building as the water was rising you, you know to uh, I think at that point when I got here it, it might have been maybe two three feet was it was this on Sunday I think it was. I'm, I think it was on. It was on Sunday. While I was huffing and puffing up and down my basement steps with that mammoth shop back tub full of water that Sunday, May second, David Green and staff at the TA and some truckers still there were facing something entirely different. Donna DeMen on the fuel desk uh, had been there through the previous night as things began to get hairy for the location. I worked midnight to eight in the morning, and then I worked bookkeeping that day. And when I left at 2 o'clock, it hadn't gotten to the building. Okay. So, uh, but you can see in the back, in the horseshoe area, how it had risen up. And you knew it was coming, but you just didn't know how far. And then I wasn't able to, I was supposed to come back at midnight. And I, of course, wasn't able to get back okay. for the next shift that Monday morning. And so all areas leading into here. It's like, nope, you're not going to be able to work today. I'm uh, Matthew Lasher. I'm a technician here, okay. and uh, I've been here for 13 years. Okay. And uh, when I came in that morning, uh, they had two road calls for um, jump start. One was right up here on Trinity Lane, and the other one was out on 24. And by the time we went and done that jump start, they had done closed the interstate down over here. Uh, when we got back, the back of the parking lot started rising with water, and I was here long enough to see it fill up the pit, and it was in the floorboards of the trucks out there in the parking lot. Describe that scene to me. What were the drivers that were, that were out here doing? I mean, uh, most of them were empty trucks yeah. where the guys had parked for the weekend, uh -huh. but uh, a couple of drivers had waded out through there, and there was a couple of drivers that were asleep in their trucks that got woken up and was brought back up to the store because it was starting to come into their floorboards and they weren't aware of it because they were asleep. Nobody, nobody got stuck out in their trucks out no, there. No, nobody got stuck. Shea Rucker, in turn, who manages inventory on the truck service side, worked the night shift the night of Saturday, May 1st. As flooded creeks and rivers began to close major interstates throughout the region, and drivers laid over the TA pondered various routes out of the storm. The drivers that night were trying to find alternate routes because the interstates were shut down. And it was just like, they was asking us which way could they go. And then it's kind of hard for us to give direction instruction when you don't get to travel much outside. So you're really not familiar with the interstate and the intersection on which way they should go to be in a safe route. But a lot of, some customers, they did stay and then just waited it out. And then some just, just left and then end up getting stuck in it anyway. So, but that night we seen it, it was rising that night and it was raining. And like all the drivers were in the game room watching the news and they were looking at the maps to try to see which way they could go and, and not get caught up in the flood and in an accident. Is that, is that Saturday that you're talking That was about? Saturday night. Yeah, I was working the four to midnight shift. And we was all like kidding around about it and trying to help the customers out as best as we could to let them know that, hey, 24 is not safe. If you go in that direction, we suggest the alternate route. And they was like, well, which way should we go? And I was like, well, you can always watch the news. The news is on. Another longtime TA Nashville employee with 
37 years of experience behind her, was witness to some of the worst flooding on Sunday. It was the actions of a driver customer, furthermore, that helped her save her car after she was stranded downtown, unable to get home. My name is Marie Duke. I work at the fuel desk and everything, and I know we were still working, and the water was seeping and everything, and this man came in and said, we're shutting down. So I had to go in the water to, at the pumps and tell the drivers we were closed and everything. And David said, y'all go home. Well, the girl that was working at the parts counter and I, we started home, but we couldn't go nowhere. So we came back and David put us in the motel and everything. But I had a driver come in and they all called me Granny. Granny, give me the keys to your car. Your car's gonna get flooded. So he moved my car, but when I got ready to leave, that afternoon, well, that evening and everything, water was done halfway up my tire. Oh, wow. So he saved my car. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember that driver's name? No, they didn't tell me their names. They just they just all know me granny, and I know so many of them till. Yeah, they take I've care been, of granny. Yeah, they, they don't play care. about granny. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here 37 years. They all take care of granny. The aftermath of the flooding brought about transformation for the building of a kind that it had not seen through its history. Regional Service Manager uh, David Green, though, he emphasizes the variety of small transformations that come with the business that's been where it sits today for 40 years. In fact, when I visited the stop in early July, staff there were coming off the stop's 40th anniversary just the previous month. I've been with the company 40 years and it's been here for 40 years and um, th this building has so much history. We, we have transformed this building um, um, successfully uh, year after year. Um, from the, what's really amazing is that after the flood, uh, when they came in and, and they took the structure, it, it's like they gutted it. And it's, it, when they put it back together, it looked like a brand new building, and uh, it, it was it was amazing. So, uh, 40 years we we began as Ryder, you, you know, we transitioned from Ryder to uh, so Ohio, you know, and 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 you began, began as Ryder, uh, Bill Sheriff uh, used to own the company. I, I I think we had like maybe six six stores. And, uh, and and we've just taken this, and I'm, I'm just fascinated how we took the company from six stores to today we have over uh, maybe 500 different concepts when you look at our, our business and everything. But um, uh, Nashville has, has done very well, you know, given everything that has occurred. Um, that's, a, that's quite a long time. So it would have opened in... Uh, 1979 okay. in June. <laughs> 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 we, we in June, we were. <laughs> well, we're sitting here talking uh, basically at the 40th anniversary of this place. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and you've been here almost that entire time. 37 too. years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what made you, um, what made you, how, how did your, how did your, uh, your time start here, what brought you to the place? My husband was a driver, my late husband was a driver. And then I had a friend that worked in the restaurant here and she says, you need to come down and apply for TA. So I came down and um, Hutchinson, that was the general manager, and he hired me right on the spot. So what's his first name? 
Harold. Who? Harold. Yeah. Harold Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the night that night of the flood, uh, this place had to close down. Um, you were talking about that. Um, what time was that? I, I distinctly remember it was about 11 uh, p.m. and uh, uh, some were trying to hold on and and um, you know like take care of our customers and we we made a decision that um, to take care of our customers that we had to vacate the facility. You know we gave them options where they they could go. Most of the guys again pulled their units out so they could get the higher land and they could still stay in their unit. Um, our employees, we moved to higher land to, uh, to several hotels in the area. You know, I, I think it was the better part of maybe uh, 15 employees, you know, and, and we simply, uh, we, we locked the building, you, you know, because uh, from a, a company standpoint, from a personal standpoint, the safety of our employees is paramount, you know, and uh, we didn't want them traveling, trying to get home. You, you know, it's, it's real simple, you know. There's a hotel. Uh, we were taking care of it. We just wanted to make sure that our customers and our employees were safe. Well, we couldn't go home. The interstates were closed. <laughs> <laughs> Got there, so then right. we did good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was stuck at home because Edmondson Pike, the creek off Edmondson Pike, it was flooded out. So I was like, when they called me and said, you don't have to come to work today, I said, well, there wasn't no way I was going to come anyway because Emerson Creek was flooded. The fire truck had everything blocked off. I said, well, I just stay at home with the kids and rest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I seem to remember, like, um, a figure, like, it, the water was about seven feet deep around here it, in yeah. some spots, in like some out in the lower spots. Yeah. We used to have a watermark, but I don't even think I, <laughs> I can't, I wouldn't be able to find it anymore. <laughs> now they gutted the watermark when they came in and redid the inside. They took the watermark out. So 7.3 inches, you know, because we came through the building and, and we physically marked it because we were actually moving equipment out of the building, you know, and, and, uh, we all came in in rowboats too. Oh yeah. So where you could get in. That, you have boats? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'm just saying with, with the rowboats, we we had arms. <laughs> Old school. Kayaking. Just, it, it was. It was like okay. <laughs> that was funny. Now nah, it is. <laughs> it wasn't then. No, it wasn't. <laughs> because it was see scary. the 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 amazing part with everybody that was going around when we got done. When you talk about the safety and care of your employees. Uh, because of everything that was in the water, we, we, we erred on the side of safety. We said, everybody that was in this water, you need to go to the doctor and we need to get the appropriate shots, you know, to make sure that you're not, uh, you don't get sick because of some of the contaminants that was in the water. And there were many contaminants in the water, yeah. you, you know, so. Uh, I just remember, I remember walking up over the, the bridge out here. We can, we can sort of see it from where we're sitting here and kind of standing up there. And I walked out over where the, where those uh, fuel, uh, the fuel tanks in Marathon it's, over there are, yeah. and I could smell oh, yeah. the leaking. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I have to walk back down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awful. The smell was mm. awful. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what what happened in, in the aftermath of all this? I I, did, I I remember watching some of you guys in those rowboats. Actually, um, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, that was a. There was a towing company that was out here, um, West Nashville Towing, I think. Yep. I remember talking to some of those guys. Yeah. 
those guys actually, um, because when this whole thing happened, you know, um, we, we had enough foresight because you, you talked about the guys across the street. Um, one of the things that, that, our, that we learned in our company is that if, if you have something happen, it's called containment. So West Nashville was, came out and, and we I simply said to them, I, I need to make sure if our product comes out the ground, it stays on this property. I said, so what can you help me with? They took this whole property and they, they boomed it and they put booms around it. So, and, and just what we thought would happen is contaminants came up from the tanks, but ours was contained. Uh, at, at the same time, what, what's important about that is the government came back and said, somebody got to pay for this mess. Well, theirs was not contained. So all that stuff you were smelling was all the, all the raw product and all the product that they made the diesel with that came up out the ground. Um, what protected our company is that Again, when I talk about the booms, we were contained, you know, so it, it, it made it, it did make it easy for us to clean up. It just made it easy for us to say to the government, we good. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about the fuel tanks here containing those. Right? Yeah, the fuel tanks and um, e even the, in the shop, you talk about, we had, now this, this is, everybody going to get me for this. I have a terrible accent. Uh, the the Earl that was in the ground, the O I L. <laughs> That's the best way I can it's say. It's oil. <laughs> That's okay. Well, <laughs> we we had that all over the place too. So it was just being being um, in, in a way that we contain the Earl product and, and the fuel contaminants. O I L guys. <laughs> Did the company receive help from uh, from government sources uh, for rebuilding? Okay. Not that I'm aware of. We yeah. we pretty much <clears throat> uh, we pretty much handled our own through our us, uh, insurance companies and everything. Yeah. So I, I I would say that um, you know we um, the, our insurance companies took care of it and <clears throat> it took some diligent negotiating and that's why it took us you know maybe some time to get to the point where we would rebuild because um, and I'm I'm not privy to that but I I would I would believe that. Um, uh, there was some some good old-fashioned negotiating going on about what you owe us. Uh, the stop was closed for... Nine months. It was like labor and pregnancy <laughs> and waiting to give birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what did you guys do uh, during that nine months? Uh, you know, folks that actually work at this, at this location, did... Um, did you go work in other places or? Yeah, we did. We had the opportunity to go work at different locations because the trucking industry, you know, they're always on the road, so they need their trucks fixed. So we have, um, what, total two, four locations here that we had the option to choose from to work in. And I was at the Antioch TA location when I worked there and then also in Franklin, Tennessee. So it was like a good experience to like interact and just get to know different people and just get accustomed to until we got back home. We call this home sweet home. Sure. I, I would say that the, 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 maybe one of the proudest moments that, I, that I'm probably the proudest of our company is that whenever the, um, the, the water stopped and everything, the very next morning we pulled up and we were on the corner, right on this, right on this corner. And I, I, I said, okay, I need everybody's phone number. We call every employee and we said, you still have a job. Um, you get to go to work today. 
secure the options that we have, you know, so you don't have to worry about whether or not you have a job or not. So we placed everyone who wanted to be placed who we could place. So most of the employees, about 98% of them didn't miss a beat, didn't miss a check. We actually paid them for those days that the site was down. Then we came back, and, and if, you, if, you, if you think that the company did good, then we came back and we looked at the technicians and um, who didn't have toolboxes. So when the water did reside, we took all those toolboxes and we cleaned them. We paid a professional to come in and clean all the toolboxes. We cleaned every one of their tools. Um, and the employee had no expense. Then we determined if your toolbox was ruined, we would buy you a new toolbox. Then when they got down to um, your air tools, if your air tools couldn't be clean, you know, because it maybe had too much rust, we bought a new tool. Um, and, and, and when I look at our company, that would have to be one of, one of, one of our products, one of my products moments uh, for our company because um, they went way above, you know. And, and every time we would go back and ask, there was never, let me think about it. It was like, okay. Another another 37-year veteran of the Nashville TA stop, uh, Steve Whitmore, was among those who were in that boat. I talked to him briefly out in the service bay the day I visited between moments working with a driver to diagnose an issue. Yeah, my name is Stephen Whitmore. Uh, I've been at TA 37 and a half years. Yes. And, and I'm a technician here in the shop. Yes. Well, we're standing here. Are you working on uh, this uh, transport truck? Yes, sir. What's the issue? Well, he had an oil change in the service and a pre preventive maintenance, and he also have an air leak inside his dash. And I'm trying to locate that air leak inside his dash. Yeah. So yeah. You, you were here um, uh, when this place flooded. Uh, were you here that entire day? Or? That day, I was off that day. I was on a Sunday, May the 12th. Maybe May the 2nd. I was off that day. Yeah, and then uh, when the flood happened, uh, I tried to get down here, but it was too much water, so I couldn't make it down here that day. Check, check on my toolboxes and stuff. Right, so your yeah. stuff got kind of caught up in it? Yeah, well, I lost a lot of tools on that there. But, uh, TA took care of us, so that was a pretty good deal on that part right. right there. Yeah, David yeah. was telling us about that. Yes, yeah, so uh, I got reimbursed. Everything was pretty good about that, but I lost, I mean, it's, it was flooded up to about, about your waist inside here in the shop, so yeah. Looking at it here, it started coming up from the back of the lot there on the other side of the yeah. shop. Yeah, I think they said it started coming up out of this pit here, started filling up. What I heard, understood inside the shop started coming up out of the pit. And then as it rose, they, I heard that they evacuated the place because they said it was starting to flood. Yes. Were you, you weren't personally affected by it, I hope, uh, in terms of your home? and. No. No, I, no. where I live, I live up, mostly up on like a little hill, so yeah. I wasn't affected. But uh, down the hill from where I lived at, yes, they got affected on the same street. So 37 years in the... Working in the shop that whole time, I guess? About 34 years, 34. years in the shop, yes. Started out there on the fuel line, pumping fuel, when they had a fuel, uh, full service out there on the fuel line. None of the TA Nashville employees we talked to, approaching what will next year be the 10th anniversary of the stop's flooding, 
experienced any loss at their homes. That was also the case at mine, other than the nuisance back pain that resulted from carrying all that water up the basement steps and out the back door. In the aftermath, as David Green said earlier, nine months followed before the location would reopen. Over that time, I participated in more than a couple tear-out volunteer cleanup efforts, one upriver from the TA at the location of the TCW intermodal carrier. Their office was inundated with almost 12 feet of water, as I reported at the time, along with other trucking businesses along the south side of the Cumberland River near the I-40 West Hermitage Avenue exit. At a low spot in the road headed down toward the banks of the river, a mile and express truck had been abandoned, water well up to his windshield when I saw it from higher ground on Monday after the flooding. Shay Rucker walked me through how the layout of the TA Nashville stop changed in the aftermath, with the redesign of the restaurant, C-store, and service counters that reoriented the whole place toward the truck parking lot, toward the customers that keep the place running. That's you, of course. I asked about the several owner-operators whose trucks were stuck in the TA lot and the seven feet of water the area took on. What she said about those, mostly local owner-operators, is significant to me when I think about the stop's redesign and where its services all now face exclusively toward the entrance from the Diesel Islands and the truck parking lot. They, the ones who were <clears throat> able to get their trucks recovered and fixed or either buy new ones, they all came out to the different locations just to see if we were still working with the company and to see if we were okay, to see if we were affected by the flood outside of here. So like, we have a good relationship with our customers. And like I said, some of the customers, they've been driving for like as long as Granny and David's been working with the company. So we just built that relationship to like, they actually care if we were okay and we was like and we grew that bond and those customers still come in to this day so yeah, we have great and they tell us you know like i'm glad y'all still here and they tell us that if we they only come because we're still mm -hmm. here and so we appreciate that you know that that recognition they give us and that care because this world has come a long way and we appreciate the gratitude and their concern and and just appreciation of of i call it love that's now, what did it you is. just call granny old Granny? Uh, no, Granny is actually younger than me. <laughs> Note that on record. I love you, girl. <laughs> he said as long as you and him. <laughs> <laughs> you and David. Yeah. But they've been with the company for years, so like they're well known. So, you know, customers come in on a daily basis. I know. <laughs> but I just want She's them to know that. They're like they're the main reason that the customers come in still. It's just to see Granny or ask for David because, like I said, customers been driving for over forty years. We even have drivers been driving for over fifty, and so when they come in, they're looking for Granny. And most of the guy, and it sounds like most of the the trucks that were actually out there, these were not people just passing through. These were people that probably live here. Exactly. And, and leave the their truck. The ones that yeah. got um, affected by it actually yeah. were living here. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of drivers who come in on the weekend, they go home. Yeah. And so they had no idea that this was going to happen. Nobody did. Right. I mean, we have no, we had no forewarning whatsoever. Right. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> like, you know, what was really amazing is that um, we caught most of the water <laughs> in, in the site <laughs> because the way the sewage drains were through the city, it, you know, everything, we were like, the actual bowl so everybody got water you, you know because 
Um, you, you could see even though there's seven foot of water, you could still see the water bubbling out the two drains in back because it had nowhere to go except just the force of the water was just forcing water up like you, you could, yeah. It was just kind of like coming out like a little geyser out of the ground. I guess where so much was just pushing through, it was just. Coming from backing up, backing up from the river, probably. Much, yeah. Solution in the aftermath when when they came back and they began to fix everything, you you it, it was pretty amazing because they would they would take this pipe, you, you know, like you normally see like a pipe like that. This pipe was larger than this room where you, you could actually, they were actually driving trucks through them, <laughs> you know, and they would take them, put them on the ground, and then it, you, you could see how they would drive down under the ground and lay the pipe going all the way down North First Street. And then you could also, yeah, and that, that took quite a while, you know, because when, when they fixed it, they, they fixed it right, so the likelihood that that will happen again um, should be slim, but, but I, I, you know, who knows, but, because now that those those pipes were again I this room has to be at least 10 15 feet high you, you know and the pipes were like double this right so uh, I, I think that would manage that water flow you know uh, significantly better and I mean it took them a, a, a significant amount of time because they started right where the stadium is and I think they went all the way up at least five miles up as the uh, reconstructed this whole thing. The TA Nashville stop itself is now known as the Candy Bass Travel Center in honor of a veteran owner op who selected TA Nashville as her stop of choice when she was honored in the TA Petro Citizen Driver Awards program some years back. Many of you will know or at least know of Candy, I'm sure. The place continues too to see some measure of transformation. The Country Pride restaurant there that was and once a guaranteed feature of almost any travel centers of America location nationwide is no more, but many of the cook staff there have signed on with the new Charlie's Philly Steaks franchise that has just this month come into its place, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. While it's not a traditional diner-type restaurant, the food at the fast casual joint, I'll attest, is quite good. I had the wings today for an early lunch accomplished in just under a half hour. The rest of the menu is dominated by wings, various sauces, cheesesteak sandwiches and breakfast sandwiches and more. As you may have noticed in other regions around the country, the TA Nashville isn't the only TA Petro location to move away from traditional sit-down diners to these kinds of franchise concepts. Market pressures on sit-down dining and truck stops include the hours of service rule and its ticking 14-hour clock, virtual elimination of the lunch break throughout society for many, the overall squeezing of all of our time, truckers' time included, of course. Tom Litkus, Senior Vice President in Public Relations with uh, TA Petro, says the nature of the current hours rule, quote, seems to methodically eliminate lunch as an option altogether. Now even breakfast time has been squeezed as drivers and the population in general don't have the time to sit for a meal, end quote. Reckoning with such market pressures, TA Petro's turned toward popular national and regional brands at some stops. Litkus notes, that's brought in new customers and boosted sales generally, as individual stops adjust to those market pressures. The company is, quote, 
also adding variety to the food choices, something professional drivers have asked for throughout the years, end quote. They're also committed to maintaining what Litkus calls the strongest country pride in iron skillet restaurants, along with a large, varied, a large and varied assortment of national and regional brands. Finally, and we heard a little of this at the top, but here again is longtime TA truck service technician Matt Lasher on his role at the shop and the unique place this stop in downtown Nashville occupies when it comes to the sheer novel nature of so much of what comes through his bay doors. You might dub his tale here, the time the elephants came to the truck stop. Enjoy. I mean, I love my job. I, I love what I do, and I feel like we provide a good service because people don't know what these drivers have to go through, you know, every day. And it's because of them is why we have what we have every day. Our clothing, our food, everything is transported by these trucks. And I just, I just feel like I have a, a purpose when I'm working here, and I just love the people. And it's so diversified. You never know what it's something different all the time. We've seen everything from million dollar cars come through to elephants from a circus, you know, working on their trailers and, you know, everything. So, yeah, it's, I love working here too. Oh, a trailer full of bees. Our bees. bees. Yeah, we've had bees come through. I mean, it, you name it, it's come through here, you know. <laughs> elephants on a, on a truck? Yeah, we've had uh, the circus had come through and they came by to get, um, I did a tire on the trailer. And they actually took the elephants off of the trailer and fed them straw outside because they moved so much and we didn't want them on the trailer while we we're trying to change the tire. So they had them out there in the parking lot and fed them straw, watered them and everything while we were here. It was pretty cool. When, when did that happen? Oh. It was after the flood, so I'd say probably six, seven years ago maybe. That's that's a that's a wild story. Uh, it's pretty wild. Well, then the bees got loose. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was too funny. Oh man, the bees got. And that, my friends, is a story for another time. If you stop over in Nashville, say hi to Marie, Granny, Duke, Donna Dement, Shay Rucker, Matt Lasher, Steve Gilmore, and Mr. David Green. For me. Till next time on the Overdrive Radio Podcast. Stay pro out there.